really wish you'd tell me about it. Well, if you must know, it's me love life. Really? You've been seeing a man? Only when I close my eyes and concentrate. And how many people feel that way? They're so lonely, especially during a romantic season such as the Valentine Day season or the holidays or even in the spring. And they just want a partner. And the only time they have that partner is when they close their eyes and fantasize. That's from Frazier. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. You're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness. I'm a clinical psychologist. And right now, let's turn to the phones and welcome Amy. Amy, you're dealing with some grief. Uh, yes, I am, Dr. Kenner. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, yeah, we recently uh, lost a very, very dear friend. We had known him for about 13 years. He died of a sudden heart attack at age 59, unexpectedly. Okay. And um, so I'm just, uh, I personally am tr- I'm having a hard time um, understanding that he's gone. Okay, and that's one of the tasks of grief. It's going to take your mind a while to experience that. How close were you to him? Uh, we saw him um, about twice a month for, well, on average, uh, for the last, you know, 10 years or so. And what did he mean in your life? Uh, he, was <laughs> he was a very humorous person, and, um, and he had a very, very strong personality. And I had a, and as I had talked with my friends um, recently, um, you know, he he always had this very very crazy funny sense of humor, and I mean, I, I can I can you know think of him now and think of all the good times you know that we had and and that kind of strong personality he had and that kind of laugh that he had, and um, he we really cut along personality wise and. Um, I'm going to be um, actually meeting tomorrow with a couple of friends who had known him for, uh, well, probably over 40 years, and um, and I've kind of put myself in the role of kind of an event planner for this, um, for them, oh, basically. Oh, so, so you're faced with what question? Um, I'm sorry? You're faced with what question? What's pressing on your mind? I, I guess I'm just um, uh, just trying to um, figure out what... Uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a difficult situation because his best friend um, had known him for 45 years, and I'm just, I, want, I want to be sure that I can comfort them as best that I can. And, um, and we have a whole bunch of different kinds of personalities that we're meeting with tomorrow, and, and I just, you know, I, I just want it to go smoothly. But So you're giving yourself two different tasks. On one hand, you really miss this person. Yeah. And you're doing your own grieving. You're missing the laughter. Your mind needs to recognize the fact that, oh, my gosh, he's not coming to our, is it a uh, gathering tomorrow? Right. He's not coming to our gathering tomorrow. He's, um, and I won't ever hear his laugh again unless we play videotapes, but that'll be so painful. Yeah. And you'll feel that loss. And your loss will be different from someone who's known him for 45 years and might have grown up with him, and they might have shared a whole huge history together, correct? They did, yes. And if you're with that person, then that puts another focus in your mind, and that's Mm -hmm. how do I comfort this person while I'm grieving my own loss, while I'm running an event. Right. 
So I would definitely try to be good to yourself. Yeah. Because the main person to comfort in this situation is whom? Mm-hmm. Who would it be for you? Uh, the, the main person that I would need to comfort is myself. Is yourself. <laughs> yeah. And if you keep the focus on that, rather than feeling like you need, need to meet everyone's needs, how many people are coming? Um, ten. If, altogether. If you have, so if you have nine different, you plus nine other people, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you have all of you in the room, and if your goal is to make everyone feel at ease and make everyone comfortable, yeah. and let's say the next person, person, your number, person number one, person number two's goal in the room is to make everyone feel at ease and make everyone feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Person number three set the goal before they came into this meeting to focus on everyone else and make them all feel comfortable. <laughs> Person number four is doing that. You're in a muddle. You're yeah. in a psychological muddle. You're laughing. What's connecting? Well, I just I, I can see that. I can see that happening. As a matter of fact, I can see that one of the people who know who knew him for over four years. Uh, I'm sure they're going to try. I'm sure that that's what their focus is going to be to make sure that you know. Every, think, go ahead. That everybody is okay. Okay, so if you all focus on what you all personally need to do to recognize the loss of this dear friend, then it's much more respectful. Mm -hmm. And when you can tell, if a person invites you in and just says, you know, I miss him, can I tell you a story I remember? And if you're in the mood to listen to a story, go for it. If you're overwhelmed, which sometimes that can happen. Sometimes you can feel intense grief from the loss of someone that you didn't know that well, but because you're about to lose a family member or you recently lost a family member. So it integrates with that, and you may be on overload, in which case you've got to respect your own mind. You don't have a duty to have to listen to a story. Yeah. So it's and and you can tactfully tell the person you know I'm feeling a lot of emotions right now. This isn't the best time for me. Yeah. Um. Maybe another time. So if you manage the grief in a very self-respecting way, tact being tactful with other people, and you don't try to make make everyone feel healed in one gathering. Yeah. Then I think that's more respectful. Um. It's uh, it's also it's uh, can also be strange because people had different experiences. I've had clients that have come in and said that, you know, I hated my dad. He was uh-huh. so mean to us growing up, and I don't want to go to this gathering, you know, of yeah. family members, whether it's a wake or a funeral or some sort of uh, sitting shiver, you know, whatever it is. They said because. I didn't feel the same way they did towards him. They didn't know him well enough. They, these are neighbors, and these are people that think he was great, but I knew the truth. You know, he used to beat me up, and yeah. so I don't even want to go there. So people feel a whole range of different emotions, and within one person, you can feel a range of emotions. You can feel, oh, I love his laughter, yeah. but he never really asked me about myself. I never felt like he knew me as a person, so there may be some resentment there. Well, actually, he was a very in-the-moment sort of person, and he didn't, i got to say, he, he had some of his quirks, but nothing that nobody got into an argument over because he understood that, you know, what was, I mean, he, was, he really knew what was important in life, and um, it's just going to be, you know, hard to. <laughs> yeah, tell me about that. What's going through your mind right now? Um, yeah. Well, he was, he really held our group together. (laughs) 
Um, so um, anyway, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> okay, but notice that you just hit a, a super important point for yourself personally, didn't you? Yeah. He held the group together, and you don't want to brush away those tears. We we wouldn't be able to talk about it on radio, obviously, but for yourself, you can write that, you can journal right now, right. right after we get off the phone, and write down who, what will we do to hold the group together? What does it need? What did he bring to it? What do we not have anymore? How can we solve this problem of keeping the group close, the, yeah. way, the way he was able to manage that? Right. And that's a wonderful gift for yourself. And if you would enjoy doing that, keeping the group close, that's wonderful. If it, if not, then you don't have a moral obligation to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so very much for your call, Amy, and I wish you the best. Uh, thank you. Big hugs for you. Oh, thank you, Dr. Kenner. You're the best. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is Dr. Ellen Kenner on The Rational Basis of Happiness, and you can call right now if you have any questions that you'd like to ask a clinical psychologist. That's what I am. My number is toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. 